Hey friends, welcome to the Robin Graham show. I'm so grateful you're joining me for another episode where we dive into entrepreneurship, faith, mental health, and so much more. I'm your host, Robin Graham, a brand strategist, business coach, and mentor. Join me every week to learn how mindset, strategy, and action combined will produce the results you were dreaming of. Discover your purpose and follow your God-led callings, values, visions, and passions to create a personal brand and strong foundation for long-term success. The sky is the limit when we spend time with like-minded people. Through interviews and solo episodes, we'll be diving into inspiring stories, life and business journeys of failure and success, and the strategies and tools used along the way. Ready to learn? Grab your cup of coffee, the car keys, or the dog's leash, and let's dive in to this episode. Hello, friends. How are you today? I am excited again, as always, because I have a very special guest with me today. She is an author, and we are going to dive into the topic of fear. One of those things that we all feel from time to time, some of us to a greater extent than others, but we're going to talk about fear, and we're going to talk about that in relation to entrepreneurship in relation to life in general and how fear and anxiety come into play with not only our business as entrepreneurs, but also our relationships. So I hope you enjoy this episode because I think it's going to be a really, really great conversation. But without further ado, Suzanne Moore, welcome to the Robin Graham Show. Thank you so much, Robin. I'm delighted to be here and to get to spend this time with you and your audience. We're so happy to have you. And I'm really excited to have this conversation because fear is one of those things that can literally make us or break us, right? If we sit in a place of fear, we will procrastinate, which will lead to paralysis, and we will do nothing to move ourselves forward in life and business. And I want to emphasize the fact that it's life and business because we don't just experience fear in our day-to-day operations of our business. We experience fear in so many different ways. And your analogy in the book with the roller coaster is so perfect. I loved it. So you guys, I didn't even say the title of her book, but the title of her book is Hang On Tight, Learn to Love the Roller Coaster of Entrepreneurship. And so that's really what we're going to dive into today. But I'm going to stop rambling for a second and let Suzanne tell us a little bit more about her and her journey and why she wrote this book, why she felt this book was actually needed. Thank you so much. So yeah, I am. I have been an, an entrepreneur for 11 years and I work with independent entrepreneurial women to help them really figure out what they need to focus on in order to bring their business to, you know, to the place they want it to be and to stop feeling like, I always say, like they're playing a game of whack-a-mole with their to-do list because I don't know any woman who doesn't feel that way. And especially if they're an entrepreneur. And I wrote the book because, well, A, I'd wanted to write a book for a really long time. And I kept, I I had a few starts at it, but during the pandemic, I said, you know what, you have no life on Saturday night. So let's get this thing done. Um, So, but really it was about the message of, of loving yourself and accepting yourself and accepting where you are, because I think so often, and especially when we're entrepreneurs, we are constantly looking at the next thing we're supposed to get done, the next thing we're supposed to get done, and we forget how far we've come. And also, I, you know, I talk a lot about fear in the book because I see how fear impacted every step of my journey along the way and how it held me back in so many ways. And sometimes I called it different things, but looking back on it, 
I was like, oh, that's fear. That's my fear. That's somebody else's fear. That, you know, I mean, there are so many ways that it shows up in our entrepreneurial journey. And I just felt like I needed to talk about it and give the readers permission to just be where they are and accept themselves for where they are and who they are so that they can move forward. Because that's what we all need to do in order to move forward. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me how you have done this. What is or are the steps you've taken, the action you've taken to overcome those fears that were holding you back so that you that you're not held back any longer? Yeah. So for me, so I'm a true extrovert. I really use people around me in a in a positive way, right? For me, a lot of overcoming my fears has meant connecting with people who are on the same journey as me and who are focused on the positive, focused on helping me as I'm focused on helping them and using that connection to kind of mirror for each other how well we really are doing when we can't see it in ourselves. Because I think that as I said, I mean, we're, we're always looking at the next thing that we haven't done or the thing that we haven't gotten done. I kind of have been looking at 2021, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how great it was a year. Well, I did put a book out, right? <laughs> and when I'm with my entrepreneurial friends, they would kind of verbally slap me and kind of say, Suzanne, you have accomplished so much. And so number one, if you know that you need to get through a bunch of fear, find people who are on the same journey as you and have them help you get through it and help them get through it. Because when you do that, you're going to be so much more successful. Second, I absolutely started to connect my procrastination and my concerns about imperfection with the fact that, frankly, a lot of times I was dealing with some depression along the way and some anxiety. And when I was able to really see the connection to those things it's like anything else. You can't fix it until you can name it. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And once I named it, I realized that I had to do what I needed to do to get myself out of those depression and anxiety feelings in order to say, okay, what am I really feeling here? And is it really that whatever I've written or whatever I'm about to put out or whatever I'm about to say isn't good enough? Or is it really about the fact that I just need a little support? with mm-hmm. the depression and anxiety, which I've found, and it's made a huge difference in my entrepreneurial experience, as well as every other aspect of my life. Mm-hmm. So you said so many different things that I want to touch on. And one is, you know, surrounding yourself with like-minded people and a support system. We mm-hmm. don't recognize what we have accomplished because we're so focused on what we still have to do. And especially this time of year, I think if you have not met your financial goals, so much emphasis is on that. And an exercise that my coach has had me do in the past when I've been frustrated or, you know, thinking I'm not meeting my goals or whatever is to, and I've had my clients do this as well. And it's amazing how it transitions your thought process on what you have done and what you're capable of, but make a list of all those things that you have done set yourself up to do 25 things, to list 25 things that you have done this year or this month or whatever that you've done well, 
that has helped your business. And like you, I spent a lot of time writing this year. I, you know, wrote my book that will publish hopefully in March. And it's one of those things that when you, you do get distracted, you do have distractions that pop into play and they could be family distractions. They could be things like that are positive, but yet they've taken you away from other things. So list out those things that you've done effectively that you've done well that have made an impact or will make an impact for you going forward. And then the other thing you you talked about was recognizing depression and anxiety. And I have full confession, I told Suzanne this before we start we started the show. I have not read her entire book yet because I've had so many authors on the show that I've been reading the books and plus just doing things for myself and my business. But I know you had Suzanne a specific occurrence that kind of launched you forward into seeking treatment. And I want to emphasize that there is never shame in seeking help. When we have mental health challenges, they're, they're not things that we can handle by ourselves. They're not things that our significant other, our spouse can do for us because they're so deeply rooted so often. And we're talking about chemicals you know, our chemical process in our brain, like that's not something you can just say, oh, get over it. And so because of the book, my book, You, Me and Anxiety, you guys are going to hear me say this a lot. I have an entire chapter of get over it. And you cannot say that to yourself and you cannot say that to a loved one. And people cannot and should not say that to you because it doesn't work that way. So I would love for you to tell the listeners, Suzanne, about that experience you had with the panic attack and how that launched you into taking action. Because I think that step of taking action is overcoming fear because it is Mm -hmm. very frightening to admit something's wrong and then seek help for it. Yeah. So a few years ago, I had a panic attack, but it wasn't my first one. I actually had a number of them in my early 20s, which was when I, or excuse me, my late 20s, which is when I actually realized that I had depression and anxiety and also learned how closely tied they were, which for anyone listening who's never talked about that with a doctor, it's amazing how closely tied they are. And if you feel like you might have one, you should really talk to your doctor about both. But so years ago, I had some, and in the interim, I had, you know, moments where I almost felt like I could have one, but I thought that I had it under control and I knew to use breathing exercises and I knew to, you know, focus my mind elsewhere and things like that. And um, then I write in my book about how uh, my husband and I had been through this really tumultuous time of, he was working in New Jersey, even though we were living as a family in Vermont, because he had to take a different job. And I was alone with my kids, you know, every week during the week. And this one weekend, instead of him coming up to be with us, we were going down to New Jersey to my father-in-law's birthday party. And so I had in my head all the things that needed to be done. And, you know, and we were just in a crazy time. And it was Friday night. I went to bed. I put my kids to bed with the intention that the next morning we were getting up and we were going on this trip down to New Jersey. And I woke up at three o'clock in the morning and I could feel the panic rising in me. And it's very unusual for me to wake up in the middle of the night like that. But also I not only felt panic, but my chest really hurt. And I wasn't able to calm myself the way I had been before. My body felt different. 
than it had before. And even though in my head, I was saying, this is a panic attack. You're okay. Just keep breathing. What went through my head is, what if I'm wrong? What if this is a heart attack? I'm here alone with my children. If I don't take care of it, my kids could walk in this room tomorrow morning and find me dead. And, you know, I'm sitting there with my cell phone and I've typed in 911 and I'm like debating whether I press the green button, you know? Uh And I did because ultimately I was like, if you're, if you're wrong, nobody gets hurt. You might have a big bill, but nobody gets hurt. But if you're right, your kids could find you dead. Right. And so I, I called the ambulance came, um, you know, they thought I was probably okay, but they said, you know, we, we don't know for sure unless, you know, we take you to the hospital. And so thank goodness, a friend of mine who lived right around the corner keeps her phone on all night. And I called her at three 30 in the morning and said, could you come over and be with my kids? And I went to the hospital in an ambulance and yeah, I was okay. And I did all the follow-up stuff I was supposed to do. And I wore a heart monitor for a week and like all these, all this stuff. Right. And immediately following it, I lived in a very small town in Vermont. So everyone knew what happened. Right. Um, and immediately following it, I had some friends kind of go, uh, Suzanne, are you losing it a little bit? Or, you know, I bet you wish you hadn't made that phone call. Cause I bet you have a great big bill. And I said, you know what? Everyone needs to make that call when they feel like something like this is happening. Everyone needs to make that call because not long after that, I know another woman who's, you know, like 50 ish who dropped out of a heart attack, walking her dog. Mm -hmm. Right. And you don't know, it's always better to be safe than sorry. I think it's so important to recognize that sometimes these events happen to wake us up. Like you were clearly doing too much and living a life with purpose, but your purpose was convoluted because of all of the extra stress and things that you had going on. So to have a wake up call like that is, I think, so empowering to make a transition and address the issues. Yes. And, you know, I immediately got reconnected with my doctor and what, what had happened is years ago, I was on medication for depression, and anxiety, then, you know, I wasn't for a long time and I thought I could manage it myself. And, and then there I was lying in my bed at three o'clock in the morning, you know, Uh feeling as though I was having a heart attack. And so now I take it and I continue to take it because I I see so much of my day-to-day life being positively impacted by the fact that I take it. Now, it doesn't mean it's right for everyone, but for me, it makes me a better person. It makes me have a better life. It makes me a better mother. It makes me a better entrepreneur. I'm sure uh-huh. it makes me a better wife too, uh-huh. right? Well, I will say that 100% that if there is, and some people are totally anti-medication and I get that. And I think you can holistically, for some people can holistically manage anxiety and depression, but for other people, there are chemical abnormalities in the brain that do not allow you to do that. And there is nothing that anyone should be ashamed of if they need to take medication because it's going to make you number one, happier (laughs) and less stressed, but it's going to decrease anger. It's going to decrease 
any additional thoughts and feelings that are negative, and it's going to allow you to have deeper, better relationships. And I think that's the key to remember. So let's switch gears just a little bit, because I do want to talk a little bit about entrepreneurship. And in the book, you mentioned how you were always afraid to invest in yourself and invest in your business. And I would love to have you touch on that because, and, and I'm sure the listeners have heard me say this before, but, or read it in some of my, you know, content, but if we invest in ourselves, the ROI is always there. And when I say that, I'm not talking about you're going to invest in a coach and you're immediately going to make six figures. I'm talking about that long-term investment that is going to help you navigate your entrepreneurial journey going forward, which sometimes that ROI is emotional at first or mental at first, and then you see the money come in later. But ultimately, there is an ROI. So I want your perspective on this and how you changed your perspective and how it impacted you. Yeah. So when I when I started my business, it was because I had been laid off from a job and my husband knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And he was like, well, n- maybe now's the time for you to start your own business, right? And we had really little kids and all the things. So I literally remember shaking like a leaf the first time I committed to make three $100 payments, one a month to a coach, right? Like $300. And, and I will tell you, I mean, what I paid for, what I received was amazing. It was foundational for me. Despite the fact that I had an MBA in marketing entrepreneurship, it was like the best to-do list thing that I could have had right? So that's number one. And number two is, despite the fact that I was scared to death every single time, I kept investing. Now, a lot of it was small amounts, right? A little here, a little there. And then I really wanted to work with this coach in a bigger way. And it actually took me like three years to even ask my husband to support me in it. Because The truth is, at the time, I mentally was like, he won't want me to spend the money. But the truth is, is that I was scared in myself to spend the money. And I had to recognize that I was worthy of that. And that even if the ROI wasn't exactly like, oh, I spend this much, I get, you know, that times 10, right? that what I would learn in the process would be well worth the investment. And I will say, I have spent a lot of money and, you know, put a lot of money into my business over the years. And most of it, the ROI has not come directly, but man, has it come in other ways. Uh I have learned so much. I feel so much more confident in myself I'm able to do things now that I never could have done before. I believe in myself more in a way I never would have before. And what's amazing is, you know, that coach that I spent the money with probably seven years ago now, that investment is still paying dividends in terms of relationships, in terms of business building opportunities, in terms of, you know, working together with people. And so, 
I've received way more than that mm-hmm. in response for that investment. Right. Yeah. No, I, I agree whole, wholeheartedly because I'm in the same boat. I was always afraid to invest, but then once I did, oh my goodness, the transition and right. it, it's so empowering. And I think we off, we don't know what we don't know. And so sometimes just having someone that is, is there to guide you and teach you and ask you those hard questions to make you dive deeper into yourself to discover the answer is so incredibly empowering and, and helpful. Like it literally can change your life. And then not to mention, you know, accountability and, you know, you mentioned the word foundation and I mean, that's my whole spiel is, you know, I help women build a solid foundation for long-term branded business success. And if you don't know what you don't know, how are you going to build a foundation for long-term success? Absolutely. And success can be anything. Success can be six figures. Success could be 50K. Success is whatever you make it. Success could just be making an impact, which for me, that's my big thing is I want to help women so that they can then turn around and help other people. And so, you know, no matter what your definition of success is, if you invest in yourself, you're going to be able to achieve that number one faster. And number two, it's going to be sustainable. Absolutely. And when I look at what I have learned in my entrepreneurial journey, and then I go back and I talk to potential corporate clients at this point, I just, I can't believe how much more confident I am and how, how much value I know I would bring to those clients, whether or not they see it, right? Because sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. But it's so clear to me how much more I know and how much confidence I have in what I know. And the truth is, is that that is absolutely invaluable because mm-hmm. our beliefs about ourselves are so fundamental to what we can actually accomplish. Mm, 100%, 100%. And I always say, you know, everything starts with clarity, but and once you have clarity, you have confidence. Once you have confidence in yourself, your clients or your audience are going to have more confidence in you. And Absolutely. once you have confidence in yourself, you're going to trust yourself more, which means you'll be able to put yourself out there more, which also means your clients are going to trust you more. So it all comes together. And I think that confidence is something that when we've come from a place of fear, you can't see confidence. You think confidence is impossible to achieve, but getting the outside help you need is so key on moving that needle forward to build the confidence, to then be able to put yourself out there, build the relationships and convert your audience to clients. Okay. So I love everything you said. That's so good. So Suzanne, before we wrap up, because we are at our time now, but do you have, because you are a marketing expert, do you have a tip to leave the listeners with? I mean, you've given so much value as far as fear and relationships and all this stuff. Do you have a marketing tip to leave everyone with? Yes, I do. And that is the most valuable thing that you have as a marketer is your community. And the best way to keep track of your community is to entice them to be on your email marketing list. (laughs) More (laughs) valuable to you as a marketer than your email marketing list. So focus on that because a warm audience is always where you will make your most sales. Love it. Love it. I preach email marketing. We don't own social media. Oh, I love it. 
Right. Best tip. Yep. Definitely focus on that email list. Okay, Suzanne. So where can the listeners find you, connect with you, learn more from you, buy your book? Absolutely. I would love for them to come visit me at SuzanneTMoore.com. Uh, they can they can find out about all my free gifts there. They can find out about my book. They can connect with me on social media, anything they want to do. So SuzanneTMoore.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Robin. You've been dreaming big and have an audacious goal, but don't know where to begin to make it all come true. You're tired of spinning your wheels and investing in online courses that you don't have time to finish. You are finally ready to invest in yourself and your business to make your dreams a reality. And I'm here to help you. Together, we'll work on mindset, create a brand marketing strategy, and take intentional action to achieve the results that you want and your clients need. Work with me in my one-to-one six-month coaching program or for a VIP day. Not sure which is best for you? Schedule a free mentorship call and we'll decide together. Just go to www.therobingraham.com. Both options are invaluable. And that's a wrap, friends. If you enjoyed this episode and found the information helpful, please take a moment to subscribe and leave a rating and review. Ratings and reviews are how we grow and more people find the show. It would mean the world to me. And let's connect. You can find me on Instagram, Clubhouse, Facebook, and LinkedIn as The Robin Graham. Have questions about building a personal brand and business for success? Book a free mentorship call with me at www.therobingraham.com. Until next time, remember to smile.